Welcome back to the Golly Dating 101 podcast. Appreciate all of you guys that are returning listeners, returning subscribers, and anyone who is new to the channel. This is the Godly Gang. I'm Tavares Gray. I run this episode with my wife, Safa. She jumps in when she has time. But right now, she's a trooper helping with the kids to stay silent while I record this episode. So, for you guys that are new, um, you probably didn't listen last week. I started a series that I'm now just going to call Misconceptions. And I was saying, um, it's not what you think. You know, so last week we, we spoke a little bit. I think you guys would definitely enjoy going back to listening to that because it talks about how our desires um, sometimes are killing us um, and we don't even realize it, that we try to be used by God and we try to do certain things, but we have certain desires that God wants to work on. And a lot of times we we want relationship advice, um, but we have some desires that need to be fixed before we get into relationships um, that definitely needs to be adjusted. So go ahead and check that out when you get some time. Um, be sure to grab the Golly Dating 101 book. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see how it looks right here. You can pick it up in your local Amazon, Barnes & Noble's Books A Million, XYZ. But let's get into today's episode, Week 2, Misconceptions. Um, today, I want to talk a, a little bit about something that I think, I think it's common that we see this issue in the church. Um, as you see by the title, you need your own relationship. So you may even see the direction that I might be steering this episode towards. And I won't be keeping you very long. I just, you know, something was just on my mind, you know, on my spirit. And I think that a lot of us can learn from this, even if you are someone who's active in church and you may be dating someone who isn't as active or, you know, things like that. I think a lot of us can learn from this, can glean from this. Um, but there are a few verses that I want to start the episode off with in Acts chapter 19. Um, so if you are in a place where you can pull out your Bible, maybe on your phone, you can pull up your Bible app, or maybe, you know, you're driving. So just listen to me. But Acts 19, I'll read a few verses. It says, God, beginning in verse 11, God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hands. So that even face cloths or aprons that had touched his skin were brought to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. And now some of the itinerant, <laughs> I was like, what What did I write? Itinerant Jewish exorcists also attempted to pronounce the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish high priest, were doing this. The evil spirit answered them, I know Jesus and I recognize Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all and prevailed against them. So they ran out of that house naked and wounded. So now we are in a place in Acts where we know the Holy Spirit has already fallen. We know Paul is already converted. We know that miracles are happening in the church. Now, Paul is doing something that we've never seen before. You know, the guy is so anointed that if he had a face cloth while preaching or just a handkerchief or something that was on his person, if he gave that to someone, they had the ability to be healed. Um, hopefully, I'm not getting the person wrong, but I believe it's Peter where they mentioned, you know, where miracles were happening at one point in the scripture that the very shadow of Peter was causing healing to take place in those who were sick. So we see that God is able to do miracles. And I know a lot of people, they're of the you know, cessationist belief that believe the, the gifts of the Spirit have ceased. 
I'm not one of those. I believe that God's spirit is still moving. I believe that people can still be saved today. I believe miracles can still happen today. That's not the point of this episode, but I want to make it clear where I stand spiritually. I believe people should still be receiving the Holy Spirit. I believe people should still be receiving miracles. I believe people should still be doing all of the things we see happening in the book of Acts. So in the book of Acts, we see that these guys, you know, decided to go and embarrass themselves. They've seen Paul do great miracles by the hands of God. And they decided, you know, which could have been a good motive. So let's make that clear. I'm not trying to attack their motives and the things that they were doing. And, you know, you're probably listening. You're like, this is a dating podcast. Why is he talking about casting out demons? Listen, I'm not one of those demon hunter YouTube channels where everything is a demon. And, you know, they get millions of views because they keep talking about demons and inventing demons that don't even exist. Um, but we see that in the scriptures, demon casting out demons is biblical. I've seen it happen. It happens to this day that people can cast out um, evil spirits. But we see these men, they go and they try to cast out spirits. And they knew God was real. They knew the name of Jesus had power. You know, they went and they said, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. So they knew where the source of power was. However, the part that they didn't realize, um, which is the point of today's podcast, is that they... They weren't aware that you can't call on a God in public um, that you don't have a relationship with in private. And I think that kind of deserves a little pause moment because it's very easy to talk about God on social media when in reality, when you're home, you neglect him. It's very easy to talk about God on the pulpit, but not spend time with him in prayer. It's very easy to post about God on your TikTok and memes and all these things. Guys, and, and I'm not saying this to be a hater, you know, you guys not try to be truthful with my audience, but there are so many Christian influencers who have the wrong motives. They're after money, they're after fame, they're after attention. And I don't know if that's what the sons of Sceva were after, but they thought they had access to God the way someone else did when that other person had a relationship. So they didn't have a relationship with the Jesus that Paul was preaching, but they expected to see the same miracles that Paul was doing. So this is something silly that, you know, many of us, we do in church. You know, we pray when we need help. Um, however, when we don't need help or or just throughout our week in general, we don't spend time with God. So it's like, God, I need you to heal my body. But when you are fully healed and you have no sicknesses, God is left on the back burner. God is ignored. God is neglected. And I believe God wanted me to to look at these episodes, not just to share it with you all, because I need to examine myself. The hardest part about doing a podcast that teaches people about scriptures is the fact that you have to be living it, you know? So everything I'm trying to teach you all, I'm trying to discover myself. I'm trying to grow spiritually myself. But the spirits, evil spirits were like, nah, bro, dude, that's, that's not going to fly around here. <laughs> you know, they got their butts handed to them. They said, yeah, we know who Paul is. We know about this Jesus you're talking about, but the King James Version, I believe it is, oh, this one as well, it says, but who are you? You know, so they embarrassed themselves and they thought they were going to cast out these demons. So now let's get to the podcast. Tavares, what does this have to do with dating? Tavares, I don't have to cast out demons in my relationship. They're not possessed. Um, Tavares, uh, all this demon talk is a bit weird, bro. Where are we headed with this? Where's this podcast going? Um, Tavares, my pastor does deliverance ministry. Are you saying we have to start a deliverance ministry in order to be a couple? Listen, I'm not saying any of that. 
the reason why I wanted to share this, you know, that I'm hearing from um, God in regards to the scripture is because this is how we look in our relationships. Many of us think we can live off the godliness of our partners. Ooh, we know it's true. We know it's true. You aren't godly, but you want your partner to be. You aren't seeking God, but you, you know your partner is, but you aren't seeking God the way that you should. And to you, you're content because we expect to have God's favor because our partner is faithful, faithful to God. But we aren't even faithful in our own personal lives or role reversal. We are faithful to God. We spend our time seeking God. You're hungry for God. You're desperate for God. You're, you're in ministry for God. You, you're sharing your Bible studies. You're sharing your testimonies. You're just on fire for God. And then you date someone who does not have a relationship with them at all. So now they can only say, oh, I, I, I you know, Jesus, the, the God who Tavares prays to, I want you to do this in my life. So they don't have a walk with God, but they think they're going to have a relationship with them because I have one. Like if my wife had that mindset, how dangerous would that marriage be? That we don't spend time with God, but we want the person that we are with to spend time with him. And we think we get the same access to God. We believe we get the same miracles from God. We believe, you see, I, th I feel as though everyone is fine going to church. Everyone is fine having the label of Christian. Many people are not willing to give up the sacrifices it takes to actually follow Jesus. There was a man who the Bible calls a rich young ruler and God told him to sell everything that you have and then you can follow me. And this guy walked away sad because he's like, I'm not giving up my money. Like, you know, I have so much money. Why would I give that up to follow God? You see, because God doesn't care about his money, but God knew he was worshiping that thing. That's where he found his identity. That's where he found his main purpose. That's where he found his most blessing. So if you're willing to give up everything in order to follow him, that's when Jesus realizes, oh, you're actually serious about this. Because he could have kept his money. What is God going to do with it? Build a mega church? That's, that was not Jesus' focus. So we see that God wants a relationship and not just you to have God on your terms. So the sons of Sceva, they thought they were going to cast out demons without spending time with God first. So while Jesus, the Bible makes it clear that Jesus spent hours praying to the Father and then only took seconds to cast out demons. We, we need hours to cast out one spirit when we should have authority because God has all authority over darkness and evil. So that's the reason why we don't see miracles in our churches anymore because we don't have a relationship with God. We want our pastor to spend time with God. We want the leaders, the ministers, the people with titles to spend time with God. And then we expect ourselves to walk in dominion. That's not how God works. The anointing flows through relationship. The anointing does not flow through who you're connected to. It flows through relationship. If you're, don't get me wrong. If obviously, you're submitted to your leadership, submitted to your spouse, submitted to who God places above you. Then yes, it flows through who you're connected to. But other than that, that's a personal walk with God. So yes, let's get to this. Let me show you this verse: Philippians two twelve in the uh, CSB. I believe they call it Christian Standard Bible. Um, I like reading the CSB sometimes. It says, "Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed." So now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, a lot of people, they, they see this verse and they think they're promoting legalism when you tell them, but we're not trying to earn God's love or God's power or God's anointing. You can't, you can't earn your way 
into doing what? The work of God. That's not how God works. But the verse is telling us we have to be willing to seek God for ourselves because they thought they had the ability to overcome the spirits because of somebody else's relationship. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So they said, by the name of Jesus who Paul preaches, they didn't even say by the name of Jesus because they know they can't use that authority because they don't have that relationship. So now, when we are in our relationships, how do we overcome sin? How do we overcome temptation? How do we overcome all of the issues by the name of the God that our pastor serves? How do I overcome perversion by the name of the Jesus that my girlfriend is serving or my boyfriend is serving? You don't overcome the lust, the depression, the anxiety, the fears, the insecurities, the gossip, the slandering, the hatred, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the strife. You don't overcome any of those things by the name of Jesus that someone else is serving. The Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. James 4 and 7, until you submit to God, you're not going to be able to resist the devil. And that's what the sons of Sceva had and if I'm pronouncing that wrong, you Bible scholars, don't come for me in the comments. You know what I'm saying? Godly gang, you know, y'all rock with me. Y'all know that your boy trying. <laughs> you know, but a lot of times when people aren't spiritually minded, they think that they get God's acceptance or God's approval based off shallow things, whereas ministry titles. Oh, man, that's the man of God. You ever go to them churches where, oh, listen to the man of God? You know, and it's like, yeah, you listen to the person that God called to shepherd you, but the man of God is still a man, and ultimately we submit ourselves to God. So I will never want to view my leadership as more authority over God himself. So a lot of times people view that as though you have, they have God's favor because they're the pastor, they have God's favor because they're the teacher, the prophet, the evangelist. All of these people should be respected, but you don't have God's favor because you have that position. Because God is not viewing you according to your position, per se. He's viewing you more so according to your relationship. Because we see that David was anointed to be king way before you know, he assumed that role. Because God knew the anointing he had on his life. God knew he, the plans he had for his life. God wasn't trying to have David um, you know, be a servant forever. But just because God anointed you doesn't mean that God is now, oh, you're above everybody else. No, no, no. That's not how God operates. God is not a man that picks favorites. You know, God is not a respecter of person, as scripture says. So when you're not spiritually minded, you think ministry titles. Or two, you think popularity and networking is what gives God's acceptance or God's approval. That's not how God works. You know, and it may, you may not have noticed it. Maybe, maybe only churches I've seen or leadership positions I've come across with people, you know, throughout various states and and organizations and things like that. So it's not even like I'm talking about my church. But a lot of people think that, man, that person has God's approval because of how, how many churches invite them. Now, a friend of mine, now a pastor, Victor Jackson, he says, you don't measure your relationship with God according to your opportunities. 
You measure it according to your devotion. Because truth be told, you can get so many opportunities to preach around the entire world. That does not mean you're spending time with God. It doesn't mean you're hearing his voice clearly. That just means you're being used throughout the world. You know, but when you have that devotion to God, you can manage to never be invited to speak at a church. But because you know God's voice for yourself, you know you're growing spiritually. Because no one follows your Instagram or your TikTok when you share your inspiration. No one hits like when you share anything that's encouraging, convicting, or anything biblical. And no one supports you. You're not doing this and getting frustrated because you know the reason why you're doing it is for God. You are doing it for the attention. Um, and another thing where people that aren't spiritually minded think they have God's acceptance or his approval is because of religious practices. Whereas, okay, well, I preach all the time. So I have, you know, I because I do communion X amount of times or, but you know, whatever it is that you, you do, you know, there are some people who say, well, I've been baptized, so I'm better than you. Listen, I get it. You know, you're being obedient to the scriptures, but no matter anything you do, the Bible still makes it clear that our righteousness was as filthy rags. And it's not that because you're baptized that you're better than someone else. Because no matter what you're doing, it's all a matter of faith. The Bible tells us, uh, Ephesians 2.8, By grace are you saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. We don't have the ability to boast in anything we've done. Because ultimately, it's all come by faith. It's all come by God being the one to wash us, God being the one to encourage us, empower us. But when you start being spiritually minded, when you have that relationship for yourself, you realize that there are, th there are I mean, there are plenty, but there are three things that I want to talk about just briefly. Three, three um, verses that I want to share with you guys. You realize is what God is looking for. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, instead of going into the new year saying, new year, new me, what are some things about yourself that you already appreciate or you're doing good that you want to improve on. Because a lot of times we always focus on the negative in our lives rather than building on the areas we're already um, thriving in. And I believe therapy is something that assists us in finding our strengths and building instead of trying to find, you know, extreme resolutions. And I have to be doing this in order to be successful. So it's necessary that you do that. And I know a lot of people who go to therapy, they always talk about how it allows them to see their weak areas that need improvement, but it also allows them to refocus on the strengths and talks about the things that are benefiting them rather than just focusing in on the negative. And then, you know, so if you're a person who's considering therapy, I would suggest that you give BetterHelp a try, mainly because of how convenient it is. A lot of times you can't find, you know, a therapist to fit your schedule, but this is something that because it's done online, you can find a therapist that works best for you. Um, you can switch if you need to, and they work around your schedule. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash godly to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. Number one, most important maybe, is relationship. God is focused on relationship. Matthew 3, verse 16 through 17. It says, after his baptism, as Jesus has come up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. I believe King James says, in whom I'm well pleased. So we have to understand that before we see any signs of Jesus doing miracles, before we see any signs of Jesus healing and plenty of people following, before we see Jesus fulfilling his purpose by dying for your sins and letting anyone 
come to salvation, he received the validation that he needed because it was never a matter of perform this miracle and then you're loved by God, but as a matter of relationship. So you, he had his validation before he had his ministry. And many of us, we go into ministries trying to get validation when in reality, you're supposed to know that you're validated long before the titles or anything like that. The second thing God is paying attention to is obedience. Many people, they tune out when they hear this, whether in a sermon, um, whether your podcast, anything, they don't want to hear you talk about obedience because a lot of people think we can serve God on our own terms. That's the reason why the Bible tells us in Isaiah that hell has enlarged its mouth because there's so many of us that we deceive ourselves into thinking we're in a relationship with God when in reality we're serving a fairy tale Jesus that doesn't exist. Anywho, let me not get myself blocked and reported. Luke 6, 46, God is looking for obedience. Jesus says to us like this, So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? You see, I think that's a valid question. We really have to ask ourselves that if if you're listening to this and you consider yourself a Christian, because if you're listening to this and you don't consider yourself a Christian, then, you know, that's fine. People can call God whatever they want. But if you claim to be a believer and you call him Lord, why don't you do what he says? And we really have to stop in and check that because I feel as though many of us, we want God to be Savior. We just don't want him to be Lord. We want God to save us from our sin. No, we don't want God to save us from our sin. Let me correct that. We want God to save us from the penalty of our sin, but we still want to dabble in it. We want God to rescue us out of hell. But we don't want to let go of hell on earth, which is the sin that separates us from him. You know, so we have to understand that God desires us for for us to submit to his plans. God desires for us to obey him because that leads to true holiness. Because oftentimes we search for happiness, but happiness is a feeling that is fleeting. So happiness fades, comes in and goes. But then you're actually spending time with God. Now you're able to experience true holiness. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So now we're in his presence and now we're we're learning from him. We're growing. So now we're finally experiencing lasting joy and not happiness that's only based off happenings, things that are happening, circumstances. And the third thing God is looking for that the sons of Sceva didn't realize was availability. You don't need any spiritual gift specifically to be effective for the kingdom. James 4, 8, I, and I'm going to tell you guys what, what, well, well, before I read James 4, 8, there was a pastor, Wayne Huntley, came to my church. I believe he's from Raleigh, North Carolina. And he said something that was super effective. Uh, he said something along the lines of, I didn't have any spiritual gifts. My spiritual gift was that I was just there. You know, like he didn't feel as though he was the best speaker in this and the best person in that, whatever. I, I feel as though, or maybe he was telling a story about someone else, but he was saying, he was teaching us the principle that the best spiritual gift that you can have or you need to have is availability because it doesn't matter how gifted someone is if they only show up to church when they feel like it. It doesn't matter how how gifted you are if God can't use you. It doesn't matter how how many talents God places in your life if you won't be faithful. So the main spiritual gift that you need is availability because availability is going to get you into God's presence. Availability is going to 
allow God to use you as a vessel unto honor. As the Bible shows us in 2 Timothy. So you're able to be used by God because you're always available to the master's use. And that's what God is most uh, most focused on. James 4, 8 says it like this. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your, your hearts, you double-minded. So we see that God is saying, if you take a step, I'm going to take a step towards you. If you just be willing to be available, if you just... You blocked out some time for me to speak to you. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a step towards you because you took a step towards me. Take out some time to spend time with God. God is gonna take out some time to do something supernatural in your life. So it's super important that we don't forget that God desires relationship, obedience, and availability. If you're gonna share anything from this podcast, and I listen, guys, I appreciate all you guys and your nice comments and all all the likes and all that type of stuff you guys get and all the subscriptions. But I still appreciate more when you guys share this with your small groups. Plenty of people were like, oh, I'll listen to your group with my small group from church. And we go over it um, in the middle of the week, you know, when they do like their Bible studies. I never thought I'd see the day where someone is like, they're doing a Bible study based off something I was sharing in the scripture. And, you know, it's so it's so encouraging to know that, you know, me striving to have a relationship, me striving to try to be obedient with this podcast and me striving to make myself available because it's extremely hard family um, children, ministry, helping at church, and still being a full-time student, and still trying to work, you know, so I'm not doing any of this for fame, attention, money, you know, but I want people to understand that God desires more from us, and as we see the world getting darker and darker, and people making a mockery of the church, and people in leadership, um, you know, being accused of crazy things, and we see all kind of things happening in the church, we have to try to be faithful to God, I'm not saying that you're always going to be perfect, but you have to try to be faithful to God because it's so important that we don't allow ourselves to get distracted. Um, but you see, those are the things that God is looking for. God is looking for relationship. God is looking for obedience. And God is looking for availability. Now, there are a couple of things I want to share with you guys before before I get ready to wrap it up. Um, I'm, I'm doing fairly good on time. Hopefully, this won't be a, a super long episode. But there are a few problems that arise that will arise in your relationship if one of you is serious about God and the other isn't. I know, I know she's the finest thing you've seen on planet Earth. I know he has a six pack. I know he's nice looking. I know he has a nice job. I know she sings at church. I know they have all of the characteristics, the body, the looks, the job. I know they have a lot of things that you may desire, but problems will arise when one of you is serious about God and the other isn't. Number one, the person who is spiritual is going to delay their calling. Point blank, period. If you decide you're going to date someone and they have a relationship with God, they're able to out, I cast out demons in Jesus' name and a demon come out. And you are the one talking about I cast out demons in the name of Jesus that Tavares is preaching on. Listen, you are going to delay their growth or they're going to delay your growth. Whoever is the person that is spiritual in this relationship um, the Bible tells us in Amos chapter 3 and verse 3, can two walk together except they be agreed? Meaning when you're yoked together, you're going at a straight mission. You know, they're, they're not going to put a an oxen and a cat and a yoke together. It's not going to work. They put similar animals in a wooden oxen um, or steel or whatever, you know, instrument they're using, but they, they yoke it around their neck together. So the animals of around the same size mindset could plow the ground and go together that's what the bible says don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers because they're you're not in the same category you're not doing the same work um, but 
if you're going to be in agreement, that person has to be willing to help you do the same things. So if you're seeking God, they're seeking God rather than you're seeking God and they're content because you are. Oh, well, God is good. God is good. Why, I need, why do I need to spend time with God? You're the one going to church, babe. Babe, you're going to church. Why do we both have to go to church every week? Why do we both have to go do work? You know what I mean? Oh, and I, I mentioned Victor Jackson earlier. Yeah, because that guy really inspires me. But one time, um, I think I had him on the podcast is when he spoke about it. But he said one of the reasons why he knew his wife was the one for him is because he was traveling the entire world preaching at a time. And he knew he was not able to choose a woman who was going who would have a problem in the type of ministry he was being used in at that moment. Because think about it. Say you're listening to this podcast. I'm going to pick some random person. You're living in Texas right now. Or, all right, let me say, maybe you're in Utah, you know, and you feel a strong burden. God starts touching your heart. You need to go to Tanzania. You need to go to Tanzania. You need to go to Tanzania. God is calling you to do some type of missionary work, right? And it's just like, God, that wasn't on my agenda, you know, but it's like, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. However, you decide you're going to date some girl down the road who says, listen, babe, we ain't leaving. We ain't leaving this city. We ain't leaving this state. We're going to serve God at a local church. Um, you can serve God at a local church. So now you have a relationship with God or they have a relationship with God and you're like, no, nah, I'm not going over there. Now that person who had a strong burden from God ends up disobeying God because they want to be with you. And that happens every day. Seeing people, you knew they were called to ministry. You saw them effective in ministry. You even saw them on a pulpit. They married someone. They rarely go to church now. Seeing that plenty of times, praise and worship leader, anointed by God, married someone, left truth altogether. Does not spend time with God. Oh, I'm working. Come on, man. So you work all seven days out of the week. You don't find time to spend time with God anymore. And that happens so often. Listen, guys, God didn't call you to be a babysitter. God didn't call you to raise them and try to tell, teach them, oh, well, we need to seek God. Hey, come on, we need to go to church. Come on, we need to spend time with God. Hey, come on, we need to go on a fast. You're always telling them what they need to do in order to be in a spiritual relationship. That means you're a babysitter. This is not a godly relationship. This is a daycare. You are the mom. You are the dad that's watching all the children. That You know what I mean? And that's a problem when you want to raise godly children. You're trying to disciple them, but you're in a relationship with someone who does not care about God. We have to understand that God is not calling you to be a babysitter. He wants you in a godly relationship. If you're going to be dating, you need a spiritual foundation. You cannot be in a relationship whereas you have to tell them Jesus is Lord. Bro, you didn't know that? I'm sorry, but that's inexcusable. So God, in my opinion, wants you to help build them up spiritually. But that isn't something you do alone. They have to be desiring to do that. They have to be intentional about personal growth. Because if they're only growing in order to please you, then that means that if the relationship fails, relationship fails, then that means they're not going to be in it anymore because they were only doing it for you. You know, so instead of them being a helper, as God intended, they become a hindrance. Genesis 2.18, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. So we see she was given as a helper. So now, how am I helping someone who's not doing anything? Doesn't make any sense. All right. The second thing, and before we get into the second thing, hey, Godly Dating 101 book. 
send the link to your friend, godlydating101book.com, Amazon, wherever you guys need the book. I know you try to check out the podcast and you're like, I'm going to get free nuggets. What I say on this podcast is not all that's in that book. Number two, the person becomes an idol because now they become a source of spiritual information instead of the Bible. If you are with someone and they have a relationship with God and you don't, and I know a lot of times it ends up like that. A lot of people, they tell me, oh, I've sent this to my boyfriend. I've sent this to my girlfriend with the podcast episodes and a guy messaged one time. And he's like, bro, like, since my girl been listening to your podcast, like, she won't have sex anymore. Like, what do I do? Like, how am I supposed to, how do we move on with our relationship? And and that just goes to show how many people are in relationships that mean nothing. And if you remove sex, the relationships will fail. But we see that people become, when you decide not to seek God and you're just listening to your boyfriend, you're just listening to your girlfriend share wisdom, they become an idol because now you're not listening to the voice of God. You're listening to their voice. First John 5.21, it says, Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. And another translation just says, guard yourselves from idols. And the idol is anything that's taking God's place in your life. All the time that you could be spending with God is going to Instagram. All the time you could be spending with God is going to your phone. All the time you could be spending with God is going to your relationship. All the time that you should be looking for a job, it's on this thing. You know what I mean? Those are all idols. Video game is not a sin, but when you're playing video games more than you're doing anything productive, more than you're seeking God, those are the things that compete for God's attention in your life. So we see God is telling us to keep ourselves away from it, guarding ourselves away from it. And many of us, we don't realize it that we're so infatuated with the idea of love that we've formed idols out of our relationships. We've turned our partners into idols. We've turned these relationships into things that we've now become, we've now started worshiping. Now, are you bowing your head and yes, my Lord, to the person you're dating? Probably not. I would hope not. But when God wants to speak with you and you can't hear his voice because you're so, inf- you're so saturated with them that you can't even be filled with God's presence. You can't even be um, sensitive to God's presence. That's when the problem arises. So another thing. When you allow yourself to become um, in a relationship, whereas that person starts becoming an idol and they start becoming God's voice in your life, eventually you allow yourself to be manipulated. That's the reason why a lot of people are manipulated by pastors when they don't seek God for themselves. They don't read the Bible for themselves. They just go based off whatever they hear on the pulpit. It's easy to manipulate people who don't know God for themselves. In 1 Kings 13, a young prophet heard from God clearly. He listened to God. He did what God told him to do, but God also said, hey, don't stop and spend time with anybody. Don't, And I'm not putting 1 Kings 13. It's the whole thing, and I want you to get the context. So read 1 Kings chapter 13 when you log off. But he tells him, go back the opposite way. Don't stop to eat. Don't stop to drink. Prophesy against this place and leave. This young man, he goes, and an old prophet, Bible says, old prophet comes, and he's just like, hey, come into my house, and God's like, nope, can't do it. God said, I can't do it. And he was just like, I'm a prophet too. God told me, spirit of the Lord said, you can come into my house and get something to eat. Let's let's talk about what just happened. And he listens to him. And now we see the Bible says the old prophet lied. God never told him um, that he was supposed to stop to go hang out with that old prophet. So now that young prophet lost his life. 
and ended up dying uh, a vicious death because he decided to listen to someone who had a ministry title. Meaning, because he said, I'm a prophet too, uh, you can listen to me. His young prophet was lied to and fooled, bamboozled, hoodwinked, tricked, and lost his life because of it. Now, many of us, we've lost our lives spiritually. We've lost our way mentally, even lost ourselves financially because someone in our lives has said, oh, well, yeah, I have a relationship with God too. You should listen to me. And then you start listening to them more than you're listening to God. So now you lost your life. You lost your way because you thought someone saying, I listen to God was enough. You thought someone being the pastor was enough to, to not double check what they're saying against the word of God. That happens so often that people allow themselves to get manipulated. Oh, God said you're my spouse. So now you're dating some clown that God never wanted you with because they said God said. Now you're sending all your money to some TBN network or some, some false prophet in Africa because they said, oh, thus said the Lord. And God ain't tell them nothing. But what do I know? <laughs> and I'll mention the last thing that happens. <laughs> I'm trying not to cause no problems, y'all. But the last thing that happens when one of you is serious and the other isn't, when one of you doesn't have your own relationship with God, Bible says, they're just not going to understand your convictions. Bible makes it plain as day. 1 Corinthians 2.14. But people who aren't spiritual, they can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Listen, you just don't understand spiritual people when you're carnal. So if you're the spiritual person in your relationship, they, they're not going to get why you always go to church. They're not going to get why you always say no to certain things. They're not going to get why you don't entertain certain things. And if you're the one who's probably causing problems in your relationship, friend, you will never understand why God told them not to wear that, why God told them don't do that. And I'm telling you, these are the things that's missing in a church. People don't have personal convictions. Apparently, people are losing their way and so desperate to... That's not a point of this episode. Well, let me, let me be nice. But people are just losing personal convictions. Oh, I can do this. I have freedom in Christ. I can do whatever I want. And now they've violated their conscience. Now they've violated the scriptures. And sometimes they cause you to because you're following behind people who have no convictions. So to me, it's very hard to honor God when you commit to someone that isn't committed to him. Where you allow a man to lead you that isn't being led by God. Will you expect a woman to submit to you that isn't submitted to God? You want to pray, they want sex. Hey, bro, let's go to church. Nah, let's go to the party. Hey, man, I'm trying to grow spiritually. I might go on a fast. Fast? Bro, you, I'm going to Chipotle right now. You sure you don't want nothing? Listen, it does not work when you put two people in a relationship that way. They may be a great person, but they just aren't passionate about the things of God. And unfortunately... You cannot be with someone if God only, listen, this is only if you want God to be the number one priority in your life. If God is going to be number one priority in your life, God has to be number one in theirs. But if God is, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, you only talk to God on Sundays, you only talk to God because your mama did, then hey, date wherever you want. But for those of us, you know, striving to be like God, striving to be like Jesus, striving to obey the scriptures, you know what I mean? 
Not not those who are probably going to be crazy and tattoo godly gang on their back. Don't do all that. But, you know, if you're part of the godly, godly gang family, we cannot expect someone who is carnal to understand our convictions. You have a relationship with God. You need someone who has a relationship as well. And let me, and I know I could have said this at the beginning, but I want to say this at the end because I don't want you guys to feel as though I'm trying to manipulate the scriptures. I firmly believe that if only one person in a family is spiritual, spiritual, that God will still sometimes be willing to show favor. I know that's problematic, but Jesus tells us clearly, he reigns on the just and the unjust. God is still able to show favor to someone who is wicked, just like he shows favor to somebody who's faithfully serving him. The Bible shows us in in the book in, in book of Genesis that sin was just running rampant. However, Genesis 6, 8 says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So now, I don't know anything about the family's lifestyle. I don't know if the whole family was was out there dotting it up, you know, everybody at the strip club, you know, I don't know what they were doing in the, in the scriptures. But I do know Noah found grace and God decided to show him favor, protect the family. God decided, I'm going to start over because this is obviously a man that's going to teach his children to do right from wrong. So obviously, they're probably living right. But only one dude is what God needed in order to bless a family. But just think about it. How much better is it when it's not just one person serving God in a relationship? Not just the husband going to church praying for a miracle. Not just the wife going to church asking everybody, hey, please keep my husband in prayers. I'm praying one day he comes to church. Imagine how much of a blessing it is and both parties are going to God, serving God, discipling children, making an impact in the community, making an impact on social media, doing missions, serving, giving. Imagine when both people do that. Listen, man, you, we need our own walk with God. You can't cast out demons in the name of your boyfriend or girlfriend. Cast out demons in the name of my pastor and the evangelist. Nope. Mm -mm. That's not how God works. It has to be personal. You see, Elisha is one of the few examples we'll see where he says, um, you know, he's calling on the God of Elijah. The moment Elijah leaves and he sees a miracle. But Elijah was able to do that, one, because he was in close proximity with Elijah. So it was a relationship there. So while he was following Elijah and seeing the miracles from God, he picked up the same mantle and kept operating in that vein. But you can't, you're not going to become spiritual because of TikTok. Listen. As much as I've seen some inspirational stuff come out of these apps, you can't survive off them. Why? Because you're going to constantly need people to feed you. You're gonna, Listen, children constantly need people to feed them. My, my kids, they need me to feed them. But eventually, they start taking out their own cookies, their own yogurt. And it's like, okay, seeing a little autonomy developing. But as they grow up and they mature, now you have to start cooking dinner for yourself. Now you have to start figuring out what do I cook? What's going to be satisfying? Not candy, not ice cream. You have to start realizing what's for dinner, what's for breakfast, what's for lunch. And that's what God is trying to get us to develop and mature into because there's too many babes in Christ that has been in church for 30 years. Now, I know you think you mature because you got a title, but if we examine our spiritual lives, you're still a babe in Christ, still a spiritual infant, still not growing. You're getting old, mm -hmm. old. We see your gray hair coming in, you know, Got a got your, your hair thinning at the top like Tavares, but that does not equal spiritual maturity. 
So as pure as your timeline may be, because you may have unfollowed all the Instagram, you know, fitness thoughts and all the, the, the swearing and all the people smoking on the timeline and all the people you used to drink with, you probably removed all of that toxicity from your timeline. You probably muted all the channels that you don't need to be seeing. You probably even deleted Netflix. All that is amazing. But don't allow that to be the only source of your spiritual strength. The memes that we post, the quotes that we post, the scriptures we share on social media, that should, that should never be your only source of scripture. The person you're dating should not be your only source of scripture. The church you even go to should not be the only source of scripture. When you get home, you need to be grabbing Golly Day 101. Yeah, you know, I'm immature. I had to plug that in. But you also need to be grabbing the scriptures. I'm not going to pull my Bible up. But you need to be going into the scriptures for yourself. You know, I, I was raised in church. Thank, thank God for my parents. Both of them faithful to God still to this day. However, Philippians 2, verse 12, like I said, Therefore, my dear brothers, my dear friends, just, so you, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Don't do this because Tavares said it. Now, don't worry about Tavares' opinion. Worry about what God is calling you to do. Worry about what God is calling you to be. Because a lot of times you get into relationships and they're spiritual and you're not. Or you're spiritual and they aren't. But that's all I got for you guys today. You know, hopefully we see you again next week. We're trying to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? Third time's the charm. You know, getting back in a little bit of a groove with the podcasting. And we do have guests that agree to be on the podcast and things that we're lining up. But we have to go based off our schedule and theirs as well. So appreciate you guys being patient. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. Golly Dating 101 book.com. Love you guys. See you next Thursday. Peace.